Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lauren. Cash couldn't be with us today, so I brought a new silent partner. Hopefully, she stays silent because, really, if I'm taking to the mic, you know, solo, I'm really not going to want any interruptions. So let's hope this bee stays quiet and silent. But I'm here with my new doggy. Oh my God, I'm so excited, you guys. I got a new dog. Her name's Heidi. I've never heard her bark. We got her last week on Monday and it's Sunday night right now. So we've had her for almost seven days. She's a rescue dog. Um, they got her like rescued from animal control and oh my God, I just love her. She's so cute, but she's in the room with me. So hopefully she stays quiet. She said she would stay quiet, but she whispered it cause she's being quiet. Okay, so without further ado, let's talk about what we're here to talk about. We're obviously, well, obviously just based on the title of this podcast, we're talking about Miss Jennifer Shaw. It's been a while since we've talked about Jen Shaw, and I feel like, you know, she's really kind of the reason this whole podcast came to be. Like, I remember... I remember so clearly everything about like my thought process, like when, when Jen got arrested and it came out and it was in that, you know, photo of her with her mask on wearing braids was like posted and splattered around the internet. Like I remember exactly, exactly where I was. I bet you do too. I was at, I was at my mom and dad's house at their kitchen counter sitting on a bar stool. And it's like, I remember opening my Instagram and it was like the first post that was there was like probably radar online or something. And I remember being like, what? I'm sorry. Everybody needs to stop everything that they're doing. Jennifer Shaw was swatted by the feds. I just got the shivers. How exciting. How exciting was that? I mean, and it was like only exciting because it's like, you know, I mean, she got swatted and we got to see it. Like, it's not exciting that people were her. It's not exciting. She's a criminal, but you know, the drama of it all, I kind of liked it. Okay. Also, before we get to like an update on her little rendezvous she's about to experience over at the big clank the clankety clank let's talk about BravoCon. wow never have i been so jealous in my life it's not a good look on me but boy i was so jealous i was like man i wish i was at BravoCon. everything looked fun it and people were comparing it to firefest and i'm like why I wasn't there, but why? Because you had to wait in line? Uh, sorry, that's the real world. You're going to have to wait in line. Now, is it because there was no food? If if there was no food, then yeah, that's ridiculous, bravo. That's ridiculous. You can't expect people not to eat, but I don't know if that's the reason why. No one told me. But if it's like lines, it's like, give me a break. 
Try going to Disneyland. If you think like a BravoCon line is long, try waiting an hour and 45 minutes to go on Indiana Jones and then being next to get in the car and it breaking down. Try that if you want to try comparing something to Firefest. Oh my God, I can't even tell you how many times that's happened where you're in line at Disneyland. You've been in that goddamn line for hours. You hopefully have a tag team partner. One of you goes and gets a snack while the other one of you stays. Hopefully, you know, someone's got a fast pass, etc. so on, so forth. Maybe if you're with like your uber best friend that you're like totally comfortable with a hundred percent, like you'd be like, let's each go solo riders. Cause like then you might end up sitting next to each other, but you probably won't. So you know, you want to be with someone you really like. So you're not just like, Hey, see you later. Wait for me. At, you know, I'll be in car three. It's just like, I don't know. That's a real conundrum. Okay. But a line at BravoCon, like, please, I don't think it's that serious. Um, I also heard that everyone was wasted. I love that for everybody. I wish I was there so bad. I had to stick to Twitter because all the Instagrams were just like popping off and like my jealousy was going so hard. Um, so I just stayed on, I stayed with the haters on Twitter cause you know, Twitter's where they're all at and that's where I was. Um, also there was like all these rumors that Andy was going to announce his retirement at BravoCon. Okay. You guys are getting worse and worse retiring you think Andy Cohen would retire when this is like year three or four of BravoCon and it's like bigger than ever and they're like growing and expanding and like getting even more popular Andy would just like retire you guys you sound like the crazy people over on TikTok who like swear Taylor and Carly Kloss dated you know it's like Jeez Louise, give me a break. I don't think that's true. And if it is true, okay. And cool. I don't know. I don't think Andy's retiring. I don't. And he said he wasn't retiring. And he's like, oh my God, what the hell? Why does everyone think that? Should I retire? Like, and I'm going to be honest. Maybe it's a little, maybe he needed a little bit of like a confidence shake up, you know? Cause like I've been liking him at the reunions. He's been seeming a lot more comfortable, a lot more like, well, I texted you and said, blah, 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 blah. You know, when he was talking to Lisa Reno, when she was like, Oh, bench me. Or what did she say? Oh, put me on pause. Put me on pause. Ugh, Reno, we'll get to that. We'll get to Reno. We're not there yet, but I just think he's not ready to retire. There's nobody who would take his place. Like who would it be? Like Darren Karp, Maybe it would be Darren Karp, but she's never filled in for him on a reunion. She's never like hosted Watch What Happens Live. Like who would be the next Andy Cohen? Would they just never have another Andy Cohen? No. Andy will never retire from Bravo. That's just my theory. If he retires from Bravo, I think that's because of a big old scandal, which hasn't happened, you know, obviously, but I just, I don't see that happening. I think it'll be like the Dick Van Dyke show on New Year's Eve, you know, where they like wheel him out still weekend at Bernie style. That's going to be Andy Cohen. They're going to like wheel him out, prop him up 
And they're going to like have like a teleprompter like they did for Stephen Hawking. And he's going to ask questions that way. That's what's going to happen. I see it so clearly. I mean, he's not going anywhere. Okay. Back to Lisa fucking Rinna. God, she's a fucking monster. So she was booed at BravoCon. And then apparently she made shirts that said, um, like I was booed at BravoCon. I don't know. It's like a Lisa Rinna shirt. And it's like, she's just so extra. Well, great. I'm glad she was booed. She needs to be humbled for real. Um, I kind of need Brandy to take her on. I think Brandy's like the only one that can really take her down because she'd like get her where it kind of hurts because Brandy's like a low blow like over and over and over. And so is Lisa Rinna. She's always like low blowing and like throwing things and being like Munchausen's Um, or like Kathy had a shit fit and stomped on her glasses. Like where do you get this stuff? I think she's got to be on something, right? I don't know. Something's off. Something's really off with Lisa Rinna. I, we just did a whole episode on her. Go back and listen to the last episode if you haven't yet. Um, I thought it was really good. It's all about Lisa Rinna's real estate and her little refis. I enjoyed it. But I also stand by my feelings that Lisa Rinna should stay. She should absolutely be a part of at least the next two seasons And that's because she's on her high horse. Mm -hmm. And I think she needs to get knocked off of her high horse. Mm -hmm. I know you guys were like, wow, I can't believe that Lauren was able to get Casey Musgraves on the show. Well, I was just kidding. That was me. (laughs) Okay. Glad she was booed. Hope she comes back. I think her and Erica, they, you know, they were nice to Erica when she went through the charges for the first year. They were pretty nice to Erica. She did herself dirty this season. None of that was the producers. That was all Erica doing herself dirty. I think it's time next season. It's time to take the Bedores down and we're taking them down and I want to see it. And I hope Kathy comes back full time. I hope she does. And I hope she comes back like with that kind of attitude that she brought with the um, Real Housewives of, you know, reunion part three that's going to come up next week. Of course, they save it for part three, too. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch part three, whether you put the good stuff in part one or part two. For God's sakes, it's like we're not just sitting there like waiting for Kathy Hilton's conversation. We want to hear all of it. But like if we want to hear Kathy Hilton's and she's only going to be there for a a little bit, let's get her on, get her off, let her have the rest of her day, let us move on, and then we won't have to feel rushed through everything else. I don't know. That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. But I really hope they bring her back. Okay, really quickly moving on and talking about Jennifer Aiden. Wow. She threw a drink at Melissa and Joe. Why did she throw a drink at Melissa and Joe? I don't know. I don't know. My research stopped there. That's just what I heard. I just heard and saw a video of Jennifer Aiden throwing a drink at Melissa and Joe Gorga. What is going on with Melissa and Joe Gorga? They are 
both turning into Countess Luann. It's as if Countess Luann was married to Countess Luann and she's in her drinking phase. Melissa and Joe are drunk Countess Luann. Not the fun kind. Not the fun kind. The kind that's like, oh boy, I'm uncomfortable watching this. And, you know, the kind where she's like, take my picture in front of my little billboard. While my friend forgets the truffle fries back at the at the hotel pool. Um, no new cities were announced for BravoCon. I didn't really like that. I mean, I guess it's fine. Like, sure, I, we don't need new cities. Sure, whatever. Like, we're running out of hours in the day. But I would implore, I would implore Bravo to replace some of that weird movie programming. That weird shit you guys play on the movie, like when it's like a perfectly good time to sit down and like binge watch an old Bravo show. But instead it's like some weird ass movie like you like they're playing like Insidious or I don't even know, like something scary like the ring. And and I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Or it's like how to lose a guy in 10 days. Like, okay, well, we've seen that one a million times. And fine, then I'll watch Sex in the City. I'll watch it. I just don't want to watch these stupid boy shows. It's a waste of time. And you've already got us going to Peacock for other TV. Like, I think that's why they must play it. They must put stupid, dumb, uncalled for movies on primetime weekend hours because they want us to go binge watch the shows on Peacock. I think I figured it out. Wow, that's manipulative. Wow, we're totally manipulated by this company. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Okay, the Rahoni revamp. There's a lot of things like up and down about this, you know? Some people are like into it. Some people aren't. Here's what I have to say about it. Let's just, have you guys seen the movie Spanglish? There's a part where she's trying, the woman, I can't remember her name right now, but Selma Hayek is trying to get one of the daughters that she's like nannying to try on a dress that she like let the seams out so that the girl could actually fit into it because the it was it was purchased too small and the girl couldn't fit in it and so Selma Hayek who only spoke Spanish in the movie was like I'll let the seams out so that it'll fit her and the girl's like no I'm not gonna try it on because and she was gonna surprise her with it and the girl's like it doesn't fit me I'm not gonna try it on and Selma Hayek goes just try it on and that's how I feel about the Rahoni revamp. Just try it on. Just try it on. Let's just see. Guess what? If we don't like it, they can go back. They can go back to Rahoni legacy. They can get rid of all those women. But I almost guarantee you that we're going to like it. And I think we're going to feel a lot less stressed out without Ramona Singer hanging out with us. Because, boy, that woman was a racist. And I don't think that I need to say allegedly for that because we watched it on TV. And I'm kind of excited to see, like, real diverse New York. Like, New York isn't just a bunch of white women, you know, and a countess. 
It's not. And how about they do Real Housewives of the Hamptons and they put like Dorinda and all the legacy quote unquote girls out there and then let the New York City girls like the new ones thrive in New York City. I don't know. I'm excited to try it on and I hope you guys try it on with me. Okay. Jen Shaw showed up. She was uninvited. She was uninvited. Wow. She was uninvited. Oh, my not so silent partners being not so silent. One moment, please. Okay. She was having a bad dream. Heidi, my silent partner, but she's back. She's woken up and she's back to sleep and being silent. Okay. So Jen shows up. She's uninvited from BravoCon, but here she comes and I'm here for it. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but you guys, I'm sure follow, uh, Bravo and Blaze. She's like, we've done a few episodes with her. We've been on her podcast, like love Bravo and Blaze. She was at BravoCon and she was hanging out in the room where Jen Shaw just decided to show up when Jen Shaw decided to show up. And I would go follow her, go to her page and watch her stories and stuff because she talks all about it. And she held Jen Shaw's fur coat, like that fur that she's walking around with all episode, you know, Bravo and Blaze. That's, I mean, that's iconic. That's like holding Tamara's old titty implant, but almost better because it was never implanted. You know, I just think that's so cool. I mean, and it's like, oh, that's probably one of the last times that this woman will get to wear that coat because I don't believe they let you pack a bag to go to the clankety clank. Mm -mm. Do they let you bring a comfort item? Probably not. They're probably comfort for what you stole from grandma Anne. you fucking idiot meanie lady. So that's cool. Anyway, so that's our topic today, Jen Shaw. Well, Andy Cohen even confirmed that Jen Shaw was like done. Her engagement with, with Bravo was over as soon as she changed and pled guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. He's like, uh, no. He goes, uh, the Real Housewives, according to page six, Andy Cohen all but confirmed that the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jennifer Shaw would not be back next season after pleading guilty to fraud in a nationwide telemarketing scam. That's insane. Okay, so this is what Andy said. This is an actual quote. He goes, once we wrapped and she pled guilty, I think that was kind of, unfortunately, the end of, you know, the engagement there. But I hope to sit down with her and talk to her at some point on camera because I have a lot of questions for her. Now, I do too. And I would love to watch the sit down with Jen and Andy, and I would hope that it would be similar, if not as intense as the sit down with Brooks and was Vicky there? Or was it just Brooks about the whole kill all cancer issue that he never had? I mean, knock on wood. Thank God we don't want the man to have cancer. But if we're going to say you have cancer, you better have cancer. You know, so we were kind of hoping just so that we didn't call a sick man a liar. But yeah, so he, so anyway, Andy Cohen said all this at BravoCon. So like that implies that, right? Like he wouldn't, that he wouldn't be expecting Jen to show up at BravoCon. Cause he's like, yeah, no, our engagement's over. Like she pled guilty and we were like, bye. Well, obviously she was there. 
So according to Tamra, our little Tam Cake Tamra judge, Tamra said that Jen Shaw told Tamra that Jen was actually going to crash the Watch What Happens Live Andy's Legends Ball. Okay, what is with these women crashing things? I would never do that. And I think that's why I love watching these shows because it's like, who wouldn't want to like crash? Like you always kind of think like, yeah, I'm going to show up and just like, you know, have a total moment showing, like just show up where I'm uninvited. Well, it usually backfires. So it's like kind of fun to watch, but Jen ended up showing up to Tamara's hotel room with her entire entourage. See above where we discussed Bravo and blaze holding Jen Shaw's fur coat. Okay. Then Tamara said, Jen Shaw used Tamara's glam team to get ready. I have a lot of questions. Did anybody try to stop Jen? How did Tamara's glam team have the same makeup color that Jen had? Maybe they brought their whole kit, but I would guess if you were traveling with a person, you would bring that specific makeup tone so that you didn't have to like schlep all your shit across the country. I don't know. I'm not a makeup artist. I could never be a makeup artist. I don't have a steady hand and I'm good at blending, but I'm not good at putting down pigment. It goes everywhere. And then I get upset. And so I would have to bring a glam squad and I would think that the glam squad that I brought would be packing like only for me and maybe themselves, but like probably only for me. Cause I, I'd be their only job. Cause I hired them. So that's one of the questions that I have is like, well, how did she get her makeup done by Tamara's glam squad then? Like maybe just her eyes and hair. It didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, Tamara's quoted saying she started talking. She meaning Jen, she started talking and she said, she's not going to jail. And that she was going to crash BravoCon's Watch What Happens Live that night. And I said, okay, go for it. And Tamara said, I was shocked. She was up and down the aisles of the hotel. And Judge admitted that she was very sweet and very nice. And it's like, uh, cool. I'm glad that this lady was sweet and nice. But she actually, in fact, is going to jail. No, actually, she's not going to jail. She's going to prison. That's so much worse than jail. It's not going to be fun for her. It's not going to be fun for her. Well, Jen totally disagrees. She took to social media and of course, Jen disagrees. She has like that personality trait where like you're so defiant that like someone could tell you the sky's blue and you're like, no, it's not. That's Jen. Okay. So Jen's like, anyone who thinks that I crashed BravoCon needs a reality check. And then she tweeted, quote, this is Jen. I am the party. Also, I'm getting paid for BravoCon. Stop worrying about where I'm at. If I wasn't at your event, party, or panel, then it wasn't worth my time. Thank you for keeping my name in your mouth and trending. Oh my God. Jen, you're trending because you're going to prison and you're saying that you're not going to prison. That's why you're trending. 
But also, I think we should, it's like, we should keep her name in our mouth. I think we should, because when she finally gets out of jail, you know, yeah, maybe she'll be, what does she might get? She's facing up to 30. She's probably 45 right now. So, sure, she'll be 75. Wheel her out. I would love to see her make a comeback. I would love to see her make a comeback. So I think we should keep in touch with Jen for when she's out. Okay, so let's go ahead and have a legal update. We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. Okay, Jen just won't shut the fuck up about how innocent she is. In every episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, she's like, I'm so innocent. I'm innocent. I would never do this. I have to defend my name. I'm standing up for myself. I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, Jennifer. Jennifer? You can't scream and cry that you're innocent and, like, force all these people to, like, go to fucking Arizona with you. Arizona? Arizona? There, I'm sorry if you're living in Arizona. Like, there's nothing to do. Sure, you can hike or go to Sedona, but, like, go anywhere else. So, I don't know. It's like you bring all those people to Sedona or wherever you go. There's really not much to do. And then you leave early and you tell everyone you're innocent the whole time. And then you just like are like, just kidding. I'm guilty. Judge, I'm guilty. Okay. Well, she's obviously not innocent. So regardless of whatever Jennifer Shaw says, she's not innocent. She was the last defendant standing. The In this lawsuit, like they charged more than just Jen. They charged more than just I almost called him Patrick, like Patrick Starr, but it's obviously Stu Chains. They charged Stu Chains. They charged a bunch of people and all of them pled guilty, all of them, until they got to Jen. And she like was like, no, I'm innocent until she decided she was no longer innocent. Well, before she pled guilty, they had a whole hearing um, where it's called like a pretrial conference and both sides get together in front of the judge and they like discuss, well, okay, uh, government, how long do you think it'll take you to like have all your witnesses go and question all of them and whatever? And they'll say what they want. And but okay, Jen, what about you? Like, how long do you think it'll take you? And then they say whatever. Well, the government was like, I don't anticipate more than three weeks And we're working to stipulate to get that down to two weeks. And Jen's attorney said that she anticipated that to put on her whole case, it would take about two weeks, but that she was also planning on stipulating to a lot and getting that time down as well. So that's how you end up getting like those really long trials, like 
um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard where it's like weeks and weeks and weeks. It's because they they have to schedule it out. Like they get there and they say, okay, we need at least three weeks. We need at least two weeks. So they're looking for a time when the court can have at least five weeks. And um, they have to get it all done in that time. So it didn't really matter what any of these people anticipated, though, because she changed her plea to guilty. Her sentencing was supposed to be on November 28th, which was like, you know, I think it's whenever I don't know when Thanksgiving is, but now that it was continued to December 15th, she gets to spend Thanksgiving with her family. Maybe it'll get continued one more time and she can spend Thanksgiving with her or Christmas with her family. But I kind of doubt that. And also, whenever people say it was continued, that just means like rescheduled. Like when you reschedule your court appointment, it's just they call it continued. So that's legal jargon. I feel comfortable using legal jargon in my everyday life. Okay. It's also important to know that like Jen isn't the one who asked for this continuance. So you can ask the court like, hey, can we reschedule? Can we push it back? I'm a little busy or I need more time to do this or X, Y, Z. And the other side can either be like, like Jen's team could be like, no, let's get it done. Or I'm in agreement if you're in agreement court, you know, things like that. Uncut jobs. Well, Jen didn't ask for this continuance. The government did. The government said we have a lot of our team has scheduling conflicts and we really won't be all available for that big five week or so period until after December 15th. And obviously Jen's side was like, oh, cool. We're on board. So... Yeah, I mean, that's up with that. And obviously it was it was granted. The court was like, yeah, let's I'm on board, too. We'll schedule it out until December 15th. I mean, she's not like a violent criminal. So, like, there's really no reason why, like, two and a half weeks isn't like an okay amount of time to push out the date. Like, the sentencing date gives her some more time with her family. And, like, especially if she's not going to, you know, be able to see her family like that for a couple years, like. It's very nice of the court and of the government to sort of push it out like that. Because they could have been assholes. And they could have been like, well, sure, we'll send another team to go take care of the sentencing that is available on the 28th. But they didn't. Because they were being respectful. Shocker. Okay, well, that's my Jen Shaw update. I can't wait to see what her sentencing will be. Um, let me know what you guys think it'll be. As you remember, she's going to pay back everything. Like she's already ordered to do that in the recommendations. And then the government recommended, um, I can't actually remember, but we did an episode on it. So go back and listen to that and you'll be able to remember whatever we said. Okay, boy, I have such a criminal behavior. I think whoever designs fucking parking lots is a criminal. Why are they so hard to exit? I really hate the hard to exit parking lots. It drives me fucking crazy. It's like, okay, so you're going down one way and then all of a sudden, like you can't turn right, but you need to go left. But like, there's a tree in the way and it's like, why are there random poles everywhere? If the, 
thing can't stand up without a pole in the middle of the driveway. Like it's too high. I don't know. That just is what it seems like to me. I just hate it. And whenever I feel like I'm stuck in a parking garage or something like, does anyone else like start to have a panic attack? I'm like, I don't want to live here. I don't want to have to ask for help. It just feels like a nightmare. Like it feels like you're in Halloween, the movie starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Kyle Richards, Umansky. No, I hate it. Okay, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a little bit about Miss Shaw and what she's looking at and what we can all expect to see from her upcoming in the next like mm, two or three months. Um, okay, well, go follow us on Instagram at Allegedly Bravo. Wherever you're listening to this, if you can give a review, go hit five stars. Give us a five star review and you know, let us know that you think we're great. That would be really nice. We also have a Patreon. If you'd like to hear these episodes early, you can head over to Patreon, join at any level, and you'll get the bonus episodes that we do up there, more candid, all that kind of stuff. We also post documents we get. If we download the docs from Pacer or any court website, we'll upload them onto Patreon so that you can see them too. All right. Well, I guess I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.